Well, y'all, tonight is our first Orchid Rally. It's our new name. We have a new name for a new season. Sometimes you got to just shake things up. Sometimes you just got to dye your hair. Sometimes you, people think you're crazy. They start asking you if you're okay. Sometimes I will ask you if you're okay if it's sudden and drastic, just to make sure you're good. But sometimes you are good and you just want to shake it up. Sometimes you want to change your makeup. Sometimes you want to wear no makeup. Sometimes you want to add extensions. Hey, just patting it. Sometimes you just do. Don't be afraid to change. And so I thought as we embark on this new season of the women of this house and other houses that are represented here, it was time for a name change. And orchid is a powerful word. Listen to the definition. Diverse. Look around the room. This is heaven in this house right now. Diverse. It's beautiful. This isn't normal. Widespread. This group of girls, this gathering also happens in Antigua, Guatemala. So we are widespread. It's a flower that blooms multiple times. And it's fragrant. And I think we as women are fragrant. When we walk into a room, people should sense and smell something different on us. Not like everyone else. No gossiping, no backbiting, no judging, no slipping into someone's DM saying something crazy about them. Just loving, believing the best, encouraging, pushing the gold out of each other. That's what orchid means. That's who we are. And something exciting about the word orchid that I found interesting, Garland, who's just basically our resident scholar and just an awesome guy, he and his wife, Lenita, he sent me this interesting thing because he knew about the name change. Listen to this. Y'all, you're going to find yourself here. An interesting thing about orchids is that they bloom for three months, but then they go dormant for six to nine months, and you think they're dead. How many of you are going through a season right now where you feel dormant, where people are saying, you don't seem like yourself. What's going on? But guess what? Just like the orchid, just like your life, the orchid actually comes back to life with fertilizer. And we know what fertilizer is. Sometimes fertilizer hits the fan. Sometimes fertilizer hits your marriage. Just out of the blue, where'd that come from? Sometimes fertilizer hits you at school or in your relationships, and you feel dormant. But I just want you to know that if that is where you find yourself tonight, as pretty as you are, you can still feel dormant. You can still feel dead because you're covered with fertilizer. But just like the orchid, they think it's dead, but it actually produces new blooms and flourishes under the pressure of fertilizer. So I want us to approach our dormant seasons our fertilizer seasons, hello, real life. Am I talking to real girls with real problems? So many, all of us, <laughs> just keeping it real. But at the same time, may it shift our expectancy. When it all the fertilizer hits, just tell yourself, this is recipe for a new bloom. I'm getting a new flower on my branch after this season, right? A diverse, widespread family of flowering plants with blooms that are colorful and fragrant. Fragrance, I can't talk. We are about to camp out in Joshua 1, but I just want you to know how much we love you, how much your heavenly Father loves you. There was a whole team who came here early tonight to set the table 
to roll out the red carpet to remind you how loved you are and that we see you and that he sees you. So Joshua 1, turn there on your phones or on your Bibles. And we came out of that whole phrase that we all heard this summer, hot girl summer. Yes, I saw your post. I saw you. I saw you doing you. Some of you a little too much. <laughs> but no judgment. No judgment. You be you. But now we're hot girl fall. So I thought, I didn't get the memo for summer. I was way late for summer. So I thought, fall's here. Let me just embrace fall and let's have a hot girl fall. So I saw all my friends, everybody is posting about Orange Theory. How many of you go to Orange Theory? Like everyone. And so I thought, they make it look so fun. They come out of the class, they're like glistening. They have like a new lease on life. They're just talking about all the great things it's doing for them. So I thought, I want a hot girl fall. I'm going to Orange Theory. So I'm not in shape, but I mean, I don't have like, I'm just not an athlete. It doesn't come naturally for me. Just, I'm just not. But I thought, I'm going to Orange Theory. So I said, Earl, let's make a date and let's go to Orange Theory. So I only did what any smart, athletic, in-shape girl would do, is I dusted off this Lululemon outfit that my girlfriend got for me. I said, I'm going to go ready. I'm going to look the part so that when I walk in, I don't seem like first time. I seem like I belong. So I put on my Lululemon leggings. I got this little matching tank top. Then I put on a neon Zara windbreaker because I wanted to be fresh. Then I said... I'm going to add cat glasses to this whole workout look. So when I go in, they know. She means business. So then I get there, and Earl, my husband, is Mr. Athlete, Mr. Never Gets Tired, can basically lift an 18-wheeler truck and say, what do you got next? So he's my partner, and the teachers are going crazy because he's just like on the treadmill, just all the splat points and all the things just happening for him. And I just can't even buckle my shoe into the rowing machine. They keep having, they, literally six times the instructor came up to me. Are you okay? How's it going? Um, how come you're not looking up at the monitor? I was like, this monitor's overwhelming me. I don't need to know about my heart rate. It's freaking me out. And it was just a struggle. It was a scene. People felt sorry for me. <laughs> it was not pretty. But I had this expectation that I was about to have my hot girl fall and Orange Theory was going to get me that adrenaline, that rush, that fresh energy. Didn't happen that way. Haven't been back. <laughs> but Joshua won. <laughs> Joshua was in a season of transition. He had expectations, I'm sure, like we all do. And sometimes things don't turn out the way you plan. Go with me to Joshua 1. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Joseph and refresh those of you who already know he was entering a new season. He's now the leader because his leader died. He was the assistant. He was the assistant, the part-time owner of the company. Then the owner said, I want you to take over the company. He was the, started off the freshman, but then all of a sudden he became a senior. He all of a sudden got a promotion just out of the blue that was unexpected. Ever been there? He felt just like many of us at times unqualified, not ready, Things don't usually shift and change when you're ready. It happens when you feel not ready. That's what happened to Joshua. And he had to fill the shoes of Moses. I mean, Moses, 
And then now, you know when someone goes ahead of you and then it's your turn, you feel very how Joshua felt. How am I going to be Moses? He was Moses. How am I going to lead that department? How am I going to lead that connect group? How am I going to have a marriage like my parents had a marriage? How am I going to get these good grades? I know how expensive school is. How am I going to do this? That's where Joshua found himself. So God is talking to him and saying, you're about to get ready for this. I'm going to be with you. And so I've been reading Joshua 1, and I'm going to read it to you how I've been reading it. Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Basically, it's your turn. Now then, you and all these people, you're about to lead them. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm giving to them. He's reading this over you, too. I was thinking of this like the hype playlist, the kind that for those of you that do work out, that you have that like hype part of your playlist where you're just like, mm, 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 so that you can, that's what you do when you work out, I'm sure. (laughs) And so that you can do all the inclines, you have all the songs, all the Drake, all the things that just helps you take it there. And then he says, so this is his Joshua's hype playlist before he crosses over. I will give you every place where you sit your, set your foot, just like I promised Moses. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Be strong. Have courage because you're going to lead these people to inherit the land. Obey the law. I'm skipping down a little bit. Keep the law on your lips. Meditate on it so that you can be careful to do everything written in it. Then, hype playlist continues, because you're about to be prosperous. It's getting lit. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. This is literally how I read this. Like, be strong. Do not be afraid. He's getting him ready. He's just like, whatever it takes to get him ready. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So that's for us. He's with us. But what I've been learning in this season of fertilizer that I've been in, that sometimes God tells us those things because he knows we're going to question those things. So sometimes when our life doesn't match up with Joshua 1, we discard Joshua 1. We burn the ship. Why do I even go to church? Why do I even do the right thing? Why am I faithful when fertilizer is hitting my life. Because we read the hype playlist, we read Joshua 1, and it says God's with me. It says he's given me the land. It says he's going before me, but it doesn't feel like that. It's real life. And so as I was reading this this week, I felt like if there was a shirt, it became inside out. So I kind of took this scripture inside out. So go with me here where it says, imagine a military commander. Now we're going to read it this way who's getting his daughter ready for real life, getting his daughter ready for battle. After the death of Moses, it's on the screen, sometimes promotion comes after a death, a death to flesh, a death to a relationship, a death to old thought patterns, a death to a situation that you were banking on. So instead of looking at it like what happened, it didn't match up with Joshua 1, Think of it as, God, what promotion do you have? I'm not coming out of this death situation, this grieving situation, this heavy situation without a promotion. 
That's how we're going to read it because we are girls who live in real life with real problems, with real struggles, with real weights. Then he said, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. He said that because he knew people were going to come against Joshua. So when you read it that way, instead of, God, I thought you said nobody's going to stand against me. No, he's telling you that because they will stand against you, but he's reminding you that he's with you. Then he says to Joshua and to you, I will never leave you or forsake you. And he's saying that because he knows you've had people leave you and forsake you, and he knows you felt alone. So he's reminding you when you feel the weakest, when the hour's the darkest, when it seems the most impossible, I'm right with you. When you walk through the fire, I am there. When you get the bad medical report, I am there. When your boyfriend breaks up with you, I am there. Real life, real scriptures that we can apply. But we have to trust God and realize that he was preparing us for the storm. It's not just a hype playlist. It's actually a battle strategy so that you know what weapons to take out when life hits you. Then it says, be strong and courageous because he knew you were going to feel weak. He knew I was going to feel weak. He knew I was going to not feel strong and not have courage. So he wanted to remind us, be strong, be courageous. Then it says, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it day and, on it day and night. I feel like when I think about all the other things we have access to, besides the book of the law, besides the word of God, besides the Bible, that so many times it consumes us. So then when life hits, we don't have the words in us to sustain the storm because we're not keeping the book of the law in our heart. But the reason why God said, keep it in your heart, keep it in your mind. Don't look to the right of her feed. Don't look to the left of his feed. Don't slip into this DM. Don't stay on Instagram for hours and hours and hours without knowing who you are in me. I love social media. I probably love it a little too much. But here's the, just being real. But if I don't fill myself with God's presence and I don't read his word, then it does me no good because then I get discouraged when I see everybody's Orange Theory highlight reels and I'm keeling over. So I have to know who I am. And I feel like we live in a day and age where this well that we're drawing from is the wrong well. We're drinking bad water. And then we're digesting it. And we're wondering why the fruits of our life are not turning out the way we want them to. Because there's another well that we're supposed to get. There's, some wells are entertaining. So I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. There's nothing wrong with entertainment, actually. But it's when it's your only source. There's another source that is life-giving. There's another source that will help you stand through your darkest hour. There's another source that never runs dry. There's a never, another source that will never judge you, that will never leave you, that will never forsake you. There's another source that says, I have a plan and a purpose for your life. There's another source that says, I'm not done with you. There's another source that says, you're beautiful, that I crafted you, that I know every hair upon your head. There's another source that says, I'm with you. There's another source that says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I'm going to walk through every valley and every storm and every hill with you. Let's be women who draw from the right well. Let's be women who says, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to compare my life to yours. I'm going to look to my father who says, well done, good and faithful servant. That is the well. 
crossing the Jordan means to engage the enemy while beginning the process of enjoying the blessing. So you get the blessing of a new marriage. You have your dream wedding. Everything that was on your Pinterest board happened. But then you find out your husband has a pornography issues. Then you find out you guys are arguing all the time. So then you think, oh, I must give up. I must need to give up. I must have missed it. No, be strong. Be courageous. You pray for your husband. You fast for your husband. You help him get into counseling. You look him into the eye and say, this does not define you. I'm going to pursue Jesus with you. This is not your end. This is your beginning. Life hits, and we have to draw from the right well. I think that we get the victory, but then we think it's all victory. There's battle, then victory, then battle, then victory. And God is giving us the tools to fight because he knew that there would be a fight. When you got the new job, he knew people were going to start acting crazy. When you got into the school you wanted to get into, he knew you'd be up all night studying. So that's why he gives us these promises, because he wants you to be prosperous and successful. He wants you to not be afraid because he knows you're going to be afraid. He wants you to read that scripture, prosperous and successful, to remind you that even when you file bankruptcy, even when your checking account is negative three pennies, he's with you. He says when you're lonely, when you feel like you have no relationships, when you feel like you can't trust anyone, I will be with you wherever you go. When you feel like you walk into a room, like I did when I went to Orange Theory and everybody knew each other and I didn't know anyone. He says, I'm with you wherever you go. Then he says, I'm gonna change your situation. Just like we sang that song, something's changing in the spirit. Something's breaking, I can feel it. Psalm 107.2 says, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Other women need to know about the faithfulness of God. And we don't have to wait till we have it all together. We don't have to wait till every I is dotted, every T is crossed. Down with perfection. Down with it. So we got to stomp on it. We got to break it. We don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. There's only one who is perfect. There's only one who does it all right at all times. There's only one who's never a failure. There's only one who walks in peace every single day. And it doesn't have to be you because he already was perfect. So let's rest in him. So don't wait till everything's perfect because it never will be to invite someone to church, to invite someone to your connect group, to invite someone to this conference that we're about to host called Cultivate. People are sitting in darkness. People wanted to be here tonight, but they froze in fear because they thought you would judge them. It was all a lie. It was all a mirage. They're in darkness. They need hope. They need peace. So if we don't tell them, who will? Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others how he's redeemed you from your enemies. That's why gatherings like this are so important, because it fills us up. We have times in our life when we feel like, I just can't do it. I don't have it in me. I read the scripture, I sang the song, but I don't have it in me. But the Bible says you're surrounded by a great 
cloud of witnesses who are cheering you on. And I want to speak to those for a moment before we sing who feel like giving up, who feel like failures, who feel like they're drenched in cloaks of shame, who feel forgotten, who feel purposeless, who feel dismayed, who feel heavy. I want to speak directly to you tonight and I want you to know that you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, that God is not done with you. You are not forgotten. Your life is not over. Your life is just getting started. He has a strategic plan and purpose for you. 